0: Answer me this, how long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365 night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to NectarSleep.com and get hugged.
2: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wolves Fancast. Guys, we are no longer up for the cup in this household. Great fancast. Wolves have lost 2-0 to Southampton, in the fifth round of the FA Cup. We're a little bit demoralised because it wasn't a great performance, but you know what? We're going to rally around together. We've got Stu, Andy and Adam with me today where hopefully we can at least find a little bit of joy if not it's just going to be a therapeutic ramp for us all um as i sort of opened the show with we lost 2-0 goals from danny Ings and Stuart armstrong either side of uh the half sealed it um i guess if we go right back to the start of proceedings an hour before kickoff and the team lineup came out um Stu, what were your initial impressions of the team? Were you filled with hope and expectation?
0: <laughs> well, I said last week that I was going for a two-nil win, and I was ex- excited about the game. As soon as I saw the thing, the lineup, I changed my mind straight away. We were always going to lose. We were never going to score, and it's just pointless. Just pointless. I mean, it, it, you could see it a off. <laughs> it's not even a surprise. I mean, we we had there was there was whispers that. Things could have uh, lined up that way, so we had time to prepare ourselves mentally. But oh dear, it was just—it was just inevitable. It was more inevitable than Thanos. Andy, what
3: <laughs> can you say? I mean, was on the money there. I sort of expected it maybe to have to maybe bring in Virginia. Thought so, you know, it might give a couple of the fringe players a run out. But as soon as she saw that front three. And let's be honest, I think the rest of the team was as strong as it could be, bar Patricio, obviously. But that front three is so powder puff that it just never stood a chance. We were always on to a loser, and especially when you look at the Southampton team, who they'd put out their strongest team. And it made sense for them too, because they've been on a terrible run of form, as bad as ours. So why wouldn't they try and get a win just to get themselves back on the, the, the road? Makes perfect sense. So I don't know why our manager didn't
1: think of it, to be honest that uh yeah that, front um, three, and- was so, that front three was so that three was so paid the puff it was a paid the puff girls up front, pretty <laughs> much I <Yeah>. said <laughs> bad it was I mean and I, I saw it I just my my heart sank I just said straight away that that's not what that's not what I would do I mean that shows that shows me those intentions straight away it's just it, it couldn't it just I didn't, didn't want to know He just, just clearly wanted to chuck the game because why else would you you drop your your caps in? We, we, last year, last season, Sherm McCarrick doesn't doesn't need to be dropped if he's fit. He played every game under the sun last year, last season. So I don't know. You wouldn't drop him. The front three. We know that Virginia in that position doesn't work. We know that Gibbs White in that position doesn't work. And Jose, William Jose should be getting games while to to bring him up to speed with the league and the team. So yeah, I, I was the same as Stu. I just heart sank straight away, and I just. I just knew, I knew there and then, but we're not we're not getting through. I mean, we'll go on
2: sort of talking about a couple of the incidents in the game in a second. I think uh, talking about the front three, what occurred to me is the staggering drop off in quality, and also the I don't quite know how to place, but how different they are to the players that they're coming in for. I know Podence is injured, so he, he fits in line a little bit more with some of the others, but you know, Virginia Kim's in for Neto. Um, Gibbs White comes in for Traore. Both of those players coming in are very different players to, for once they're replacing. And I, I know there's an argument to say we should have players who can offer something different. But it, it for me, it's quite staggering that we don't have players who can either complement them or just be that similar level, but a little bit lower, because obviously we're not going to have like you know four amazing wingers at the club. But the fact that you know the two wingers we um, rested in Neto and Traore, but aren't wingers, they're attacking midfielders.
0: Yeah, I think that that's yeah. the main point. That it's not just having different players; they don't even play in the positions. So it's through the game by playing. People out of position for no reason whatsoever. I mean, how many times do we have to mention uh, Canadian Maple Leaf himself on here? What is it? If we're gonna play, if we're gonna throw the game and go the other players to go, why not just put Theo on the right of a front three where he actually plays and it's his actual position? Was he on the bench? No, of course not. And I know Luke and me have had this fascination with him because he's the great unknown. But like you just said, we've got players in reserve who play in their positions. So what's the point in having them there if they're not going to play? It's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, and I think that with Gibbs White, with
1: him especially, I think coming we re- re- effect, effectively we've ruined his season by coming back here because yeah. there's, there's no no point. What's the point? He, he was he was in a role that he, he craved and coveted and is effective in at Swansea, and all right, he had his injury, but he could have we might as well just sent him back to Swansea to carry on his career because coming back here, he's getting just his. I don't know, ten minutes every other game off the bench and or and, and he starts in the cup games and he just goes right, far right like um, right wing forward like where Troyori plays doesn't work never never has worked and it, it never will work so he just he's just wasting a year of his career while, while coming back here it's just so frustrating because we've been over these situations before time and time again it's proved it just doesn't does not work and like you said there's no real understudies to like our, our, our first teamers. If Neto comes out and the, the first replacement is Vatigny in that place, it's pointless. Vitinha plays in yeah, clearly more effective in like Vatigny and Nevers' position. So I, I don't know what Nino's cocking about with putting them in in the positions he is. It's, waste, it's just a waste of everyone's time, as has been shown tonight.
2: Yeah, I'd have yeah. almost been happier if we'd have gone for like three-five-two and had you know either Vatigny. Uh, or Gibbs White in that number 10. And, you know, whether you start Jose or, you know, they even if you try something balmy like putting Gibbs White up front, um, like, it, you know, he's done in the um, youth setups before. It just, yeah, it, it clearly didn't feel like it was going to work before the game. Um, you know, I think we're all kind of relatively happy with defense we- without Cody. We've seen Sace play there before. It was interesting seeing Rocket with his uh, DIY uh, haircut. We assume it was a DIY one anyway. Um, I'll pass over to for no particular reason here, Stu. Um, what were your thoughts on? I, I guess sort of the um, the-, the Balding Sace. How-, how did you find him at, um, in the middle of the pa- in the middle of defense?
0: First of all, remember when he did it? Was it in Middlesbrough when he did it last in, in the Championship, where he dyed it blonde, and we all thought he'd yeah. gone bald anyway. <laughs> um, and it, it was it was one of them where I had to adjust my mind. Then if, if he's dyed it or if he shaved off, and well, he, looked, he looked rugged. He joined joining ball club early. Fair play to him. But I think that he did okay. But he's a, he's a good player. He's a, he can play that role. And the only problem is uh, we got caught out with a. The offside, we had no one in the middle marshaling the whole defence, which is what Cody does well. But as a defender, you can't fault Sace. He's fine. Same as Kilman. All we were missing from the back line was Cody's leadership. That was it. And as was proved, we missed out again for no reason.
3: Yeah, I think uh, that's exactly it. To be honest, the defence was fine as it was, but it did need someone to tell him what to do. And we've kind of got used to having Cody telling everyone what they need to be doing. And it, it mostly works like we usually look fairly solid. I don't think we look particularly solid. And that's the only thing I can attribute it to is the fact that we didn't have that leader in the middle. So I think that's what really shot them in the foot. There, was, there wasn't the cohesion there that you get with Cody. Cody's the glue that seems to bind everyone else together around him.
2: No, definitely. Um, in terms of kind of the game itself, the first half it, it felt like pretty much from the off. It was slightly men against boys, and Southampton wanted it more. For you know, even those opening stages, it was well paced. Um, but you know, Southampton were creating chances. Wolves were defending quite well. Um, but there was an instant, on, I guess, sort of the only time in the first half when Wolves actually got forward and. Um, Morgan Skip White went, went down in the box, uh, didn't win a penalty. Personally, from my point of view, I don't kind of see why it wasn't a penalty. Um, what, what we your guys thought, so I'll, I'll kind of kick off with Adam.
1: Uh... Not for me, I, I don't know, I watched it in real time and I watched, um, the, I listened to uh, the, the sage advice of uh, Mr. Walton on the comms, listening to that, but I I don't know, I, you you, can, you slow it down to the nth degree and you can try and make a case for it, but I think in real time, I didn't really see anything, I can't even actually remember any of our own players appealing for it, to be honest, unless I'm mistaken, but... Um, I mean, fair, fair play to him. He's cut inside. He's actually attacked the ball and, and attacked into the box to in the in chance to well in effort to create something. But I suppose it's just, felt it just too, too 50-50 really. To the, the tackle coming in the same time as his foot coming out. And no, I'm, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not ruining it as as a as a missed as a, as a missed call for us. I, I thought he probably
3: could have been given us a penalty. We've seen penalties like that given. The problem is, is with VAR, it has to be clear and obvious. And it wasn't clear and obvious that he didn't touch the ball. And ultimately, for me, that's the thing is the defender didn't play the ball. He played the man, didn't get the ball. But obviously, they then come away with it because they've got three players around him. I don't see what the point is in VAR if it's not there to correct errors, regardless of if they're clear and obvious or not. So they've got to be used to correct it or not at all. And it, it didn't really do either for me in that situation.
0: Yeah, they, they said it in Coventry, though, that it was one of them. If it had been given, it would never be ruled out. So it's, but I mean, on am me with I, I didn't I mean Manny because I hate him anyway. So I thought, oh, well, he's useless. So he's, he's just lost the ball. <laughs> there
2: was <laughs> a, a reason I went to Madden first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just thought I, think, I just thought he'd lost the ball. I don't think he, I thought it was just a decent, just a 50 50, like he said. And, When you look at backing, I think, well, maybe. But, again, it's not clear and obvious, and them's the rules, are they? So, just get on with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. By no stretch of the imagination, do I feel, like, aggrieved that we kind of didn't get a penalty or, you know, well, if we'd have got that penalty, we'd have gone one and up, and you know what? We could have won that game, because it it was pretty obvious, I think, you know, even as Arden and Sands, we know deserve to win that game. I know, for me... (sighs) It just felt like he didn't get enough of the ball to win it cleanly. He half body checked him, and then the other defender caught him as well. And you could argue, sort of, you know, he almost just got caught between the players. And it is a contact game, and you know whether he was trying to hustling on a, on the halfway line, would that have been given? Probably not. So, you know, I, I think Stu, you know, they, they hit it on the head when you know, if it was given. I don't think it would get overturned. I think everyone would go, okay, I can understand why it's a penalty. At the same time, we're sort of in a wonderful grey area If it wasn't given, but we can see why. Are we, are we just being rational fans at the moment or are we just so negative we, we're just apathetic it's, to not getting decisions at this point?
0: It's not being negative. It's <laughs> just, just facts, a... see? It's facts of the game. There's nothing... I mean, the most exciting thing about the first half was then was grown men arguing over a blanket, which did look comfy, to be fair. Blanket was. <laughs> Yeah, blanket wars. <laughs> blanket wars was the highlight of the first <laughs> half, and that says everything. Regardless of trying to help against help of getting like semi semi harsh penalties for us, then that's uh, that says everything you need to know about it. That we've been we're trying to find reasons to be cheerful <laughs> when there's none. The blankets didn't look nice. <laughs> to be fair, they look they look really silky. They they and yeah.
1: I was a bit jealous. Well, Harry Nestle's managed to pull the blanket away from if fair play to him. Traoray must have let him have that one.
0: <laughs> it's, it, his arms are too <laughs> greased up; they just slipped
1: off.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, can you imagine that, though? Getting it like getting one of those blankets because, let's be honest, he said they're not—they're not, they're not going to be cheap. They're going to be high quality. You get it off Traore, you're going to feel magnetic, victorious, and it's just covered in oil. I
0: mean, you just got to think. We were all teenage boys at one point and we've all took our bench sheets downstairs and they've been covered in substances. So I'm just thinking that that's exactly what it was going through Neto's mind at that time.
1: I suppose the players could do anything on, on the bench to keep themselves occupied during that first <laughs> half, couldn't they? In <laughs> <laughs>
2: Inverse weather.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be challenging this weather. I
2: was going to say, it was... <laughs> um, I, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> to to drag it back um from from bed sheets like um <laughs> in, in the cold um it, it's southampton's goal and when i first saw it i thought you know what that but the pass that it was perfect it was great play training ground stuff out It peels off the last defender you know that considering we're playing a back five there's an inordinate amount of space between the wing back and would have been Dendonka, but i you know what i saw it at first glance and thought you know that's great and then sort of got flagged for offside Thought, okay looks tight and then when they kind of showed the sideline view and i saw the defensive line which was a zig <laughs> you know that, oh, that that was uh yeah kind of took away again sort of some of my rational my, my rational nature behind it um what what were your guys' uh, thoughts on the goal, uh, Andy?
3: Yeah, first thing I saw was that defensive line as well. I mean, Dendonku was ten yards ahead of everyone. Sais was a yard behind everyone, and then decided to play the offside trap without notifying anybody else, leaving Den- <laughs> uh, leaving Kilman the only one then left playing him onside. Like like I said before, if that was Cody in there, that defensive cohesion, they all step up together, play him off, or Asked what say should have done, Cody would have tracked him. And if he tracks him, then he doesn't get that, he doesn't get the rebound, definitely, let alone the first shot off. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the three of them fucked it there completely.
1: That's the uh, that's then the result. Nino has basically allowed that to happen through through the team selection because we can debate like Cody, we can debate his like technical abilities now until the carries come home, but he, the main as we've already said and as probably we already know that the main reason he's in there is for the organisation and when you take him out and then you have your Sace and Dendonka's in the back you're left with basically just individual players rather than someone there who basically brings them together as a unit and that's just borne out what from what from what that goal was the fact that they were caught in the line briefly and then it all just juts out and then you've got Sace who just dives back a yard and then Kilman's just been dropped in it completely um, that there you go. Is that, is that, that, that goals only come about through lack of communication, guaranteed. I
0: mean, if we were going to be playing like this without Cody, I mean, they could have just watched the full Monty this afternoon and watched them doing the Arsenal back four line. <laughs> I mean, it's, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it to play, but it's probably the most, the quietest back three you're going to get that you could possibly select at The players that we've got available to us. With Bolly not there as well and Neves being captain, you've got no one at the, in the back three who talks at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, what do you expect to happen? I mean, again, I was, I and mean, it was only when we looked back on the free frame and how bad it was that we started pointing the finger, but it was a great goal from their point of view, like Rich said. But
3: yeah, it was a fantastically worked move, wasn't it? Was it Bertrand who played the ball in? Yeah, it was a hell of a yeah. pass into space, did really well. No, it,
2: it, uh, I think the thing that almost upset me beyond, beyond how we defended was that's the sort of goal you don't see wolves score.
0: Well, but any goal you don't see a score, any goal, no, that's a sort
2: of goal I haven't seen wolves score in eighteen months. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the, the, noise, the get get the factoid in there that it's been like, three hours and one shot that moment for Wolves.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough to have gone three hours without a goal, let alone with only one shot on target. And let's be honest, that was just like a quite a lucky shot that I presume we're moving on now to our one attempt, which would be Traore in the 80th minute. And it literally <laughs> came across, he didn't know it was going to get to him. And he's just sort of stuck a legacy, at he's, he's hit it, but there's no power in it. There's no way on earth that any semi-decent keeper would be letting that in. And that was all we had to show for our night's work. It was an absolute embarrassment.
0: Yeah. And even with the players on the pitch after, when they, when the cavalry arrived, I mean, you know, there's a certain super fans saying, Oh, well, we've got look at the bench. It's okay. We're going to be okay. But then you, you're gambling on bringing players into a tempo of a game, completely cold, expecting them to perform on straight away when they don't perform half the time anyway. And, the whole thing was lunacy, and to have one shot, and again, was there another way after that? I mean, when the second goal went in, I stop stop paying attention. But to only have that chance, that chance with the, the quality of talent that's on the pitch, half up to match speed, half just doing, going through the motions, it's just a disgrace, complete disgrace. And there's only one person at fault for that.
1: I mean, you this this notion of we'll play we'll keep we'll keep it tight until like 60th minute and then send the cavalry on it's, essentially it's it's bullshit isn't it because you, what you're asking is a, a weakened and cobbled together team are shoehorned into positions where they're not supposed to play you expect them to keep a relatively strong team quiet for an hour when you're not creating it, when you're not creating anything yourself as we've seen and then you're you, you then throwing on you, 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 your first-teamers, you, you know. And then you're expecting the game just to, to flip straight away. And I mean, we could have been two, three down by that point anyway, in which case it renders it all moot anyway. You might as well just not even use your first-teamers at all. It's, it's, just a, it's just a shit little, like, tactic that people say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep them quiet and we'll throw the big guns on. It's bollocks. I don't, I'd like to know how often it actually works. <laughs> you know,
0: we'll, anyone up? Will, the only one I can think of this season is Man City when they're away at is it Chesterfield or, no, Cheltenham when they the saved their arses there. That's the only mm. time I can think this season off the top of my head where it works, and that's because they've got the players that they've got. Well, well yeah, you're dealing with better, mm. better square pegs in round holes and that too. <laughs> exactly, really.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's it. And for, I, I can't look at it for... It's uh, similar to you, Adam, that, you know... It, what happens if you concede or you concede multiple yeah. goals in that first half? Surely it's better if we, you know, have those players start for 60 minutes, get two goals up and you know what? If he then has to rest them and we go on to lose 3-2 in added time, I could sort of swallow that a bit more because at least we've tried to win a game. And I know again, football's played over 90 minutes and I must say this, probably every seven to ten weeks on the fancast, but you are statistically so more likely to win a game when you score first. (laughs) So why wouldn't you go out and try and win a game first? Not go, you know what, we're going to lure them into a false sense of security for 70
3: minutes.
0: (laughs) It's every time
3: though, isn't it? He's trying to go for the rope-a-dope. He's trying to get you to punch yourself to death and then we'll hit you. But the problem is is we haven't now got players who we can bring on on the 60th or whatever minute to do that. We can't lure them in and then hit them. If we don't put our strongest team out to start a game, we've got fuck all else to change it. Because on a normal match, so like against Leicester, for example, who could you have brought on against Leicester to have changed the game for us? You can't bring Vitinja on because I still don't even know what Vitinja is. Yeah, like, I don't know where his position is. He's just... Um, he occupies was, a shirt.
0: I was going to mention Martinho. So there was a couple of times in that first half where him and Martinho swapped place for some reason. And he put a couple of great through balls through to Fabio Silva. And he thought, oh, when, I, when we signed him at the start of the season, I think I was talking to one of the... Um, it might have been Alex, the uh, Portuguese correspondent on Twitter, about him, and I said, looking at his videos, he looked like a young Martinho and I think that's his that's his position long term, because I don't think he's a, a ten really. I think he's just more of a attacking playmaker rather than a ten, someone bursting into the box. But th- that was the only bright spot for tonight. In that three minutes where he was in Martinez's position, and he looked all right. But I think I mean, oh, he's you know twenty one. I mean, yeah, something he- like that. It, it might be a case of oh, we kind of blooding him like Phil Foudin ready for <laughs> to replace Martino in a year's time if we sign him in the summer but at the minute playing him where he is no point no point at all like we already said
2: uh we, we talked about the defensive line and again we could probably you could probably copy and paste a section for I think the Armstrong goal as well that we just seemed a little bit out of sorts and it got plucked apart. Um one player I almost wanted to sort of pick up is on Den now I'm a big fan of Dendonka absolutely love him. I think he can bring a lot. But it seems to... Today, and almost probably the last time he played in midfield, sometimes when he plays in midfield, it feels like he's... When he plays in defence, sorry, he feels like he's a midfielder playing in defence, which is what it felt like tonight. Sometimes when he plays in midfield, he feels like he's a defender playing in midfield. And it almost seems to be like this Dendonka paradox for me, where it no one knows what his best position is. No one knows... How to get the best out of him, but everyone knows he offers something, and I, I, I struggle to kind of see where he necessarily, you know, how you can almost, you know, name him as a player. What, what's his, What's his best position? What's his best role? Because I, I, I really struggle, um, especially at the moment. He seems to almost have a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, I it's
3: tough. Sorry, Joe. Uh, which can say it's tough with Dendonka because. We've said several times on here that the midfield should be Dendonka plus one because Dendonka does seem to bring the best out in other players. But the problem is if you play him in midfield, he's not good enough defensively and he doesn't provide anything in the (laughs) other third to really justify playing him in midfield. Do you think, OK, maybe we can put him at the back? But you saw tonight like the other side of the coin with him. Like he looked decent against Leicester. But for every Leicester game, he's had a Southampton game. And it was the same last season when he was covering for Bolly's injury. He seems to be too inconsistent to be a centre-half. I genuinely don't know what the answer is, other than we need an upgrade. We need someone who can come in and do both of those jobs competently, consistently. Which is a shame because, like you, Rich, I like Dendonka. But I'm kind of at my wit's end with all of them now, to be perfectly honest. (laughs)
0: Yeah? Yeah, I think that after the after the Leicester performance, I thought, oh, okay, he's kind of he's finally it's finally clicked for him he's finally got his position and I'm kind of almost half willing to give him a pass tonight because he had no one, he was playing next to, in between Hoover and Sace, who, again one's a child and one doesn't really speak that much on the piece, like we've already said, so he's got no direction of where he's supposed to be, no one knows what they're doing anyway, and yet he's filling in in a position that's kind of alien to him in the season as a whole. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's fucked up tonight twice, really. I mean, positioning-wise for the first and then the second with, well, what did he, hospital ball, did they call it? But even that, Ruddy's still got to deal with that, for I mean, fuck's sake. Mm. But I think long-term, I think he is going to be a centre-half. I think he just needs, he can't be the focal point. He has to be the other one to someone who's telling him what to do.
1: I think we've said before, haven't we, in the past, where he could potentially play the Cody role mm. in defence because his distribution is all right from, from from what I can from what I can remember and what I see of him. He's all right. I mean, let's let's see what let's eliminate the things that he isn't. So he isn't a goal threat, really. We know we know this from the regular fifty pen headers that he has all the time. Is he not a defender? Probably, well with I think Andy, you said in the group chat that you know that he can have one good game there and then the, the next game you realise why you don't why you don't play him in defence there
3: mm-hmm.
1: because he inevitably has a horror show at the back. So then he, the next game you'll find himself back in familiar territory midfield. So it almost seems as though midfield is his best position for us, albeit very with much withdrawn. He's the guy that should be sitting at the back, breaking up the play. And then ideally giving it to someone like Neves who starts off our attacks. But I think I do remember him playing a couple of games that uh, it might, it might have been in the League Cup, but certainly in, in his first season with us a couple of times at the back. And I thought he could, he could, he mm-hmm. could play there. So something bad that happened to Cody where he gets an injury or loss of form, whatever, he could actually play that role. So there is, you know, there is that, that potential for him. But yeah, tonight um, he didn't really give Ruddy too much of a chance with the, the back pass and but even still, like as you said, Rudy, I don't know what he was thinking there, and he's he's had another cup blunder. Uh, Rudy has with with that. To be fair, well, it's not it's not at home levels, but it's still a he still should be doing better with that Rudy
0: with the clearance. He wasn't even his first one tonight, though. And he nearly dropped a bollock in the first half. I did notice he, that right at the start of the game. He, yeah, he got oh, away with it Yeah, he's been he's been shit for three years, and he's still here. And I don't know, all all these calls, all the people slagging Rui off all the time for whatever reason. Um, but John Ruddy was was a bad goalkeeper for us when we won the league. He won Golden Glove because of the defense in front of him. And the amount of times I came on here in that that season slagging him off for stupid shit he did that we got away with because we we scored more than them. He's a he's a number two for a reason because he's not good enough anymore, and he's probably. He's he's a nice guy, obviously, and he's a, he's popular in the dressing room. But that doesn't mean he has to play. Just give, just give him a skirt and give him a cheerleader job if that's what he wants <laughs> to be.
1: Fine. I, I just I just don't buy into this whole fact of of dropping keepers for cups anyway. I mean, no, I understand. I understand well exactly. Yeah, I understand. This is like modern phenomenon where, in order to keep your sec- your number two happy, you're you playing in the cups. But I think I said I said on the, the previous pod, didn't I? You know, if, if I'm Rui, I want to be playing all the games, you know. I don't want to be like he was in the first season when I'm watching Ruddy um take to the field at Wembley for a semi-final. That's I've signed to play in those games. Um I you know, I appreciate you know Rui playing tonight might not, you know, might not have made a material difference. But I think um Ruddy will probably end up going because didn't we not do we extend his. Do we activate an option for him this, was it this yeah. year, or is that for this year? Coming? He's got a
0: contract for the summer.
1: There you go. I think there'll probably be a break anyway, because he'll. He, he, do you know what? He probably didn't want that year's activation anyway, because he probably wants to go and get games himself now, because he, what is he, mid 30s now, pretty much. So he'll want to go and get first team action. But yeah, I mean, he's got a previous, so maybe we shouldn't be that too much surprised. No, I was no going to say s-
2: something uh, you said there, um, Adam. Sort of, uh, well, sort of highlight about whether sort of Patricio should play, and I- I'd very much argue he should have played tonight because I appreciate he's not the most dominating character or dominating goalkeeper, but he has a lot of experience. So if you're taking out your captain who plays just in front, who does all the organising, wouldn't it make sense to have the consistent figure behind them as well? I know, I know. John Ruddy's got a lot of experience, et cetera, et cetera. But surely having your first-choice goalie behind him just to sort of, I don't know, have that bit of familiarity for me would have made sense. I mean, we've kind of gone through a good number of the team now and we've talked about the game not exactly being great, being a bit dour, not really any attacking impetus. Um, But did anyone kind of cover themselves in any sort of glory for yourselves, guys?
0: No. (laughs) <laughs> as simple as I think what well, we, we kind of oh, I hinted on with looking that, that three minutes cameo Um did for, that
2: little back heel
0: <laughs> I mean you got books for diving
2: ten minutes and five minutes later but
0: <laughs> the best thing the best thing you could do is back heel himself onto a bus back down to Swansea where he's loved and just just leave it at that hopefully they get promoted and we can get free him out of some money for him because fucking you know. hell so, enough's enough now um but <laughs> I thought Hoover did okay again. He's just, he's just steady. Never does anything wrong. I think 45 minutes for Johnny again is a plus point. Um, but again, none of the back... When we said it, it was men against boys earlier, but apart from the front three, it really wasn't. And that's the worrying thing. Mm. that they've, they've been there being dicked on again a week ago. And then they considered three against Newcastle, for God's sake. And now we've given them a platform to build on to beat us again on Sunday. It's fucking stupid. It Does not make any sense at all? But I think from that's, the, that's a good from, point, the anyway. from the starters, you,
1: yeah, you'd look to to Hoover. He seems to be, even though he's like, like quite a rookie, but wet beyond be the ears still. He looks quite an accomplished player already. He doesn't seem to make any glaring errors. Um. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but when he came on, Neto was a uh, driving force. Um, I mean, it's, it's it literally it's uh, 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 it's all on his shoulders at the minute, isn't it? Really, with Neto, it's all on him to to create something. Truro, doesn't, for, for all his attributes, isn't doing it at the moment. William Jose is just just got here, and um, so it's so, all it's all on Neto, unfortunately for him. So he's just the guy that we look to. Go, please, please do something for us. Please, please get us out of this hole. <laughs>
0: You can't even yeah, buy a beer I, in America,
1: and he's yeah.
3: are, are our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the only two players who came out of it with any real credit tonight. Um, Hoover reminds me of like a young Kevin Foley. Like, he's just no fuss. He knows what he's doing, he doesn't piss around with it. He's actually like a, a decent technical footballer. I, I'm quite excited to see what we can get out of him going forward. And he actually looked like he had a bit of attacking impetus tonight, which we haven't really seen as much from him. So hopefully he can build on that. Um, yeah, everyone else just did fuck all. Like, that, they were a disgrace to the shirt tonight, <laughs> the majority of them. I mean, Moutinho pulled out that one wonder goal against Arsenal. And maybe we thought, OK, he's here to prove us wrong. And he's just reverted to the same bag of shit he's been for the past eight months. Like, just fucking awful. Neves was getting forward like we all want him to play that bit further forward. But I'm starting to think Gully was right and we should not be pushing Neves further forward because he offers nothing. He's had another free kick tonight where he hasn't even cleared the wall again. That's How great. long has it been since Neves has actually got a shot on target from outside the box on a free kick?
0: When, it, when he stepped up to take the free kick, I went to have a piss. I knew what was gonna happen. I'd only had four um Banksy Zambas tonight, so I've been quite conservative. So I thought, well, I'm be professional, but I'll do a podcast properly. And he uh, got, got to he got to breaking point. I thought I don't know when I'm not gonna score, and that's now, so I legged it upstairs. The uh, looked at the corner, it hadn't changed, so justified. <laughs> I love it how the uh, the
1: commentators still push the narrative, don't they? But never is. It's in prime, mm. it's in prime Neves territory, mm. I mean, mate. You haven't done your own work, have you? <laughs> you haven't, haven't
2: looked up. It, it, yeah, no. It reminds me of, of like Cristiano Ronaldo uh, one way. I think he did go like about a hundred and forty-six, either free kicks or games or something ludicrous without scoring one, and like quite a few of them on target and things like that. Because there's so, so much pomps and circumstance around whenever he does it, and there is a bit with Neves in a way because you know we almost expect him to he's having a shot from outside the box it's all primed it's all set up for spotlights on him he's gonna nestle it in the top corner and invariably it doesn't happen um yeah that i'd kind of almost like us to go back to a stage where we didn't have that because say we, we were we're just leading ourselves up for more disappointments <laughs>
1: It's kind of like when, that's your, when that's your attribute, though. When like if you're famed for long shots, you only kind of almost need one in ten or one in fifteen to go in, yeah. and that narrative just still sticks, doesn't it, forever? Mm. When you, it just. When I you remember, remember it? that goal he scored against? The, I don't know. You, 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 I'm sure the commentators still probably bring up da- the Derby goal, and yeah. they'll probably still <laughs> like they'll still probably revert to that all the time. Neves he's great from distance, and
0: you think, well, he's, taking I mean, he's, he's taking it literally. He's taking it. Not one in 10 games, it's one in 10 months. That's what he's he's achieved at the (laughs) (laughs) minute.
2: I mean, like, how many players can you think of who, I guess, consistently score goals from long range? Because it doesn't happen, it's um, it's an oxymoron to be, you know, a regular goal scorer from just slamming them from 30 yards out. You know, the, the nearest person I could think of is maybe someone like Frank Lampard. And lots of his would come, you know, very much on the edge of the box where rather than what we could call Neves' territory. Yeah. Um, I was
1: going to say Jamie Redden. That was as if I
0: was going too far back. What for that one goal at the Stadium of Light for England?
2: <laughs> so, you know, like, it, I, I get it. And it, it doesn't sort of, I, I guess it's sort of difficult for Neves because sort of he was so good in his first season here in the Championship. He, he could he would have the time and the space just to set himself up and just to whistle one in the top corner pretty much whenever he wanted to, which, you know, he hasn't always had the opportunity to do it um, at this level, but we'll leave the um, Southampton talk just for a little bit. We're going to go to a break, talk about some news around Wolves, and then go back to talking about Southampton. We'll see you in a second.
3: Hi everyone, Matt from Walls Fancast here If you're anything like me, time is of the essence these days. How am I meant to take training with my wonder kids on the managerial football simulation game that I'm not allowed to mention for legal reasons, if I'm too busy worrying about my online media presence Well that's where our friends at pixelyetimedia.com come in They're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all of your design needs, from websites, brochures and signage, to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com .com. They'll get you set up quicker than a Dharma running at a terrified left back. Speaking of which, who's got my baby oil?
2: Welcome back. So, um, as I said before break, we've actually had some Wolves news in the last couple of days. Um, firstly, and. there's not almost sort of too much we can kind of go into, apart from being on the surface level is Jimenez uh, seems to have returned to some light level training uh, down at the training centre. I I think we can all just be incredibly sort of glad and positive and overwhelmed that he seems to be making fantastic, um, fantastic improvements from, from what was genuinely a career threatening injury to whether he plays again this season I don't know, but the fact that he's making sort of steps to recovery is is a big relief because of how badly we've missed him.
0: And just looking at the state of his head still, and you know, that the, the the size of the scar, you think he it was life-threatening, yeah. not known career-threatening, and to even be talking about the fact that he could be back this season, I, mean, I would I wouldn't even think about it. What's the point now? The season's <laughs> over, so just just don't just getting fit for August getting ready ready and ready to go from then but it's like there's some kind of hex bags going on there there's witchcraft because it shouldn't be anywhere near what he is at the minute
1: um, didn't they say like his test results came back as amazing so yeah um it's not just even though he's on the slow road to recovery they make it sound as though like he's almost fit and raring to go obviously that's not the case you know it's not gonna be as simple as that but it's just good news all round to be honest i mean obviously fantastic news for the player and well not just the player but the person you know that he's going to be fit and healthy and um he's going to be, going to be all right he's going to be all right in the long run um but on with on with they are probably they are probably already agreed haven't they behind you know closed doors that you know will 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 give you give good news and good 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 pr but Let's be honest. There's no, there's no, there's no one can, no one can give any good reason why to rush him back this this season, um, unless unless we suddenly drop like a stone and then we're <laughs> we're, we're in a, we're in like 18th and we're begging him to, to pull on the shirt again. But I don't really foresee that happening. But no, it's it's it is, it is great news.
3: Yeah, absolutely delighted to see him back and up and running. I don't want to see him in a shirt again this season. Just because, why would you want to? Let him heal properly and then, as Stu said, get him back for August and then we'll probably sell him. But we'll sell
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> I say it, it does feel like this season is sort of bowling down the way to sort of be the gas leak season for ourselves. Um, and we can hopefully just forget it to a uh, to a certain degree. Um, the, the other news that's come out in the last kind of couple of days is uh, Johnny signing a new contract. So we've got him secured until uh, 2025 I believe it is uh, you know he may played 45 minutes uh, tonight against Southampton he got 45 minutes against Leicester as well it's obvious how much we've missed him um, and how I guess how big an improvement he is <laughs> compared to literally any of them back at the club
0: it's almost embarrassing how much better he is than everyone else. There were seven players that have played there in the last six months when he's been ill. He's been out injured. And <laughs> he's not even spectacular, is he? That's the thing about him. He's just Johnny. He's just he's just there to serve and protect. He does his job perfectly. No fuss, no nothing. And yeah. we've missed him massively. And so, I mean, I mean, it was quite nice when he said he, his home was Wolverhampton straight away, which is odd to hear at all times. but. <laughs> They is again another one who just like Neves. This is his home, he said he's feels settled here, so why would he want to go anywhere else? And it, it's just in a kind of in a terrible year for every reason possible. It's another f- nice thing to look forward to.
1: who's uh, whose slogan was serve and protect? Is that Judge Dredd? This is Robocop. What was it? Rob- yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Was it just Dredd or Robocop Dredd? Dredd, that's right. Johnny Dredd.
0: Andy, I'm right with you. Right? <laughs>
1: I'm sure it was. I remember. It's like
3: the NYPDs, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Um, I remember we used to see... Protect the innocent.
0: No, if you're going to protect the innocent, uphold the law. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. The law was Robocop. And then uh, Prime Directive 4 was uh, OCP. But it's getting off to... <laughs> Johnny, Johnny does all those things. I was going to say
2: uh, we we are still just describing uh,
1: Johnny Otto here. Um, it, it, is say- a, it is it um, is it is great news though, because I mean we've uh, we've quite it's been quite clear how much we have missed him. And I was actually I was really relieved actually when he when he signed a new deal, um, because it kind of makes me think that there's some you know, we've got some players who at least on the face of it are still believing in the project. You know, they want they want they want to stay. Here. They, want to stay they maybe that the players all also do recognise that we just we're just having the shit season right now. Nothing's really going right. There's a lot of factors for that potentially. So hopefully, what uh, I, I know there's going to be this the other cynical side to this is that is as in we're just protecting the investment as well, and that you know Johnny and whoever else signed a new contract this year could still very much find their way in the exit door in the summer. We just get a bit of money for him, but. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna at this moment I'm gonna think that you know they they're here to to stay and they're gonna give give it another go next year and they're they're happy also to say that this this is a bit of a weird and a shit season but next year hopefully next season rather it's all going to be a bit different so I was just a bit relieved as well you know that someone of his caliber uh, on the face of it will wants to stick around and wants to be for next season.
3: Yeah, I mean, we used to sing. We all dream of a team of Gary Breen's, but let's be honest, we all dream of a, a team of Johnny Otto's. Now, he's, he's that kind of player that you just want around the club, and he's the best defender in that team, like by a country mile. If we could have five Johnny Ottos across the back, I would be more than happy for that.
1: I'm just a bit yeah, upset. That, um, I'm just a bit upset. That Wolves didn't lead with the. Uh the photo of him holding
2: up the phone of, of Rich's tweet about him <laughs> <awards> do. <laughs> I don't think, that's, uh, don't think that's gonna go quiet anytime soon is it <laughs> Look, I love the thing is I-, I love him I think he's a fantastic player I think he's a fantastic defender I think what he brings to us it- is so different because of you know whether it's because he's you know grown up playing in Spain etc but how he sort of pass- follows his pass um, you know, I saw the clip of the um, against Villa uh, last season where, you know, he, do, he does the Cruyff turn and completely sells. I think it's McGinn, but it's what he does after that. That's that's a highly impressive thing, how he plays it forward. He carries on his run. He ends up in the number nine position on the edge of Villa's box and then lays it off to Donk, who scores. That's what he brings to walls um, for, for me. And, you know, he, he was sort of at fault for one goal against Liverpool one time. I put a tweet out <laughs> about it. It wasn't even offensive. It was just, I was just <laughs> stating facts. It wasn't my fault that at the end of season dinner, we were thank us from the same table as him, and he just started scrolling through our Twitter feed, and it was just the last game we played.
0: <laughs> it's your fault that he doesn't speak English in interviews now, or his videos. because He could quite <laughs> easily do that, that, um, that signing video in English from what we've uh, been told and what you, you saw in person. So I'm, I'm, all the blame is on you, Rich, for demoralising the poor lad. <laughs> I He's <being> feel- quoted <laughs> and traumatised.
2: I, I also think he could probably crush me with literally any <laughs> of his limbs. Whether it be our arm or leg, I think any lock from him will probably cripple me.
1: In mitigation, Rich, from your, your point of view, you have complimented his thighs on numerous occasions. So Thank that's, you. That's, that should be taken into consideration. <laughs> As he's pummeling me. But you said you had
2: lovely thighs. But I said your thighs were nice. He is a proper quadzilla. Um, let, let, let's be fair. Um, moving on to the game of the weekend. Um, interesting opponents. We are playing Southampton. Um, it's yeah. This this is almost a. A bit of groundhog today for uh Wolves. I mean, I, I guess it's stating the obvious a bit, but we, we've just got to go back to the team we played. We, we started against Leicester, uh, you know, we, we've kind of criticized Donk a bit. Would you play Sace? Would you play? I guess who would you play in the back three, really? Is it's probably going to be the main sticking point.
0: Well, it worked against Leicester perfectly fine, so I'll just go back to that. And then if then Donka Duncan is ineffective again I mean we haven't talked about the fact that Hoover could play right the back three it's never been tried but why the fuck not now we've got nothing else to do nothing else to play for it's experiment experiment time just do different things just make it a bit more interesting but that's not going to happen is it so for I would expect and probably would say just go back to the team against Leicester like you said back three included
2: so you wouldn't uh, bring Says in
0: no just because, okay. just because, I mean, Sace did, uh, it was fine today, but to bring Sace into that back three, you're going to be moving Cody to the right side of defence again or or Sace to the right side of defence, and neither one of them is a good option, is it really? It's never really worked that well. So, just for argument's sake, I'll just give it one more go against Southampton, and then if it fucks up again, then bring Sace back. I
1: yeah,
3: think we spoke about I, I... before... Sorry, Andy, go on. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, I'd sort of agree with Stu. Um, I like Sace as much as the next, but I'd rather have Cody in the centre than Cody on the right. And I'd rather Sace not be in the team than be on the right, because it just doesn't work. <laughs> and I don't really think that Kilman's put a foot wrong, so it would be harsh to drop him. But, but then again, no one's really done enough to really guarantee their starting uh, position anyway, so fuck it, change a lot of them. <laughs>
1: I think for reasons that we've stated that you have to have Cody in there at the moment, otherwise you could get some individual car crashes like we have tonight. Um, other than that, I think that the team at the moment, is kind of yeah, same as same as Leicester. Just don't don't change it. We had that little mini bit of momentum. Granted, it was only you know, two games against uh, Arsenal, Leicester that we've now just just completely chucked away, and now we've got nothing more to look forward to after. <laughs> No little cup run or a game with Bournemouth again, so we could have potentially have had our friends, Stu, <laughs> our friends, our friends, Bournemouth. Um, yeah, because now that little carrot is no longer dangled in front of us, we've got nothing more to enjoy. Then, whatever, you know, just, just keep it the same as what we did before. Um, and then we'll just amble our way through the rest of the season, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're all feeling quite positive then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, look, it, it it's difficult, isn't it? Um, I, I don't know. It, I'd be tempted to bring Sace in um, and maybe drop Kilman. Not not because I don't think Kilman's... Really, not because I think Kilman's done anything wrong. Um, I just probably think that Sace is a better defender. And I think you know what? It's okay to express a view like that.
0: Although, like, there c- is one one good thing about the um, about Sunday though that if. If Samedo is back in the team, then there's an automatic scapegoat there, so everything's okay again. Yeah, I was going to say you mentioned about
2: <laughs> how we haven't scored. I um, got uh, barely had a shot in three hours. We haven't scored in three hours. I think it's all the fault of our right wing back.
0: Yeah, terrible.
2: <laughs> Are you going to ask me? Um, should we do some score predictions? Uh, uh, I guess we're, we're doing this sort of uh, fair, fair, not not even raw, just quite despondent, I guess, um, beyond the talk of Judge Dredd and Robocop. Um, Andy, uh, heat of the moment, what are you thinking? I knew you was going to come to me first. Um, Is it because I've not
3: come to you first for the entire part?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's the one question I didn't want you to come to me first on. I don't want to be the miserable one, but I, I just can't see us getting a positive result. If we turn up even... Like a percentage of what we did tonight will get turned over again. Um, oh, fuck! I, I, it's my heart and my head are just pulling apart. So I'll go down the middle and say nil-nil draw.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say
2: I, I feel like I say time. I don't think I ever predict wars to lose because I can't really bring myself to do it. No. But if I ever think we're gonna oh. lose, I'll always say it's gonna be a draw. <laughs>
1: with that ad what are you thinking Uh, do you know what I'm hoping it'll be different when we get our our first team will be back on the pitch at the start but I reckon it'll be um, 1-0 and my boy Kilman getting the goal that'd
2: be wonderful (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice, eh? That would be wonderful. I mean, it'd be coming off the bench in my head, but uh, (laughs) frankly, I don't care who scores at this point. I don't even care who gets a shot on target at this point. Uh, Stu. uh... If if that
0: happens, let's just make sure all double double deckers are secured for the weekend. (laughs) All buses everywhere.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're all going
0: up. Oh, fucking hell. I've got no heart left, so <laughs> it's, it's purely on head. And I think we're going to get absolutely pummeled. I think it, you look at that game where we've beaten 3-2. That Was it last season or the year before? I can't remember now. Um, and where we, it was a really impressive impressive comeback. No, none of this team gave me any confidence, anything like that's even possible anymore. <laughs> and uh, I know, you know we did it against Arsenal in weird circumstances and held Leicester to a nil-nil draw and did the score giving Southampton false hope tonight it's not going to be false hope is he? I mean we've well and truly fucked it again and I think we're going to get battered three and it'll be comfortable as well so happy days
2: oh you know what I- I'm good gonna... <sighs> why not clip it out clip... I don't care no 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 no. no. I- no- nothing's getting clipped Stu you know me um, and also <laughs> you're the one editing it <laughs> 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 um I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves and just blind miracle that um big billy joe is going to get uh, his first goal for Wolves. Um again I kind of I don't think it will happen but <laughs> which is always what you want to hear from a prediction. Shall we end um the show on a bit of a and just, or just sack it off now and just go home and i was gonna say go home and cry we will hopefully in our homes um right twitter corner so we've got some fun ones we got some serious ones big thanks to everyone as always uh first one i'm gonna to go to is chris fisher who's over in america uh, because he is an emmy award-winning sports anchor reporter and you know if you, if you get a tweet from someone like that you need you your answer for call. But it's about Fabio Silva um, and should he spend the rest of the season with the under-23s to build up his goal-scoring touch?
1: Uh, Adam. Um, I mean, it would still be involved, wouldn't he, in the first team in his usual cameo appearances. But I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt would it for him to play against some kids in the knock around to, to, to just feel what it's like <laughs> to, to put the ball in the back of the net a few times we need him we need him unfortunately we're not in the um the Papa John's are we so we can get any more goals we've got about two goals in the, in the Papa John's um but I mean there are there are the occasional glimpses there I mean we saw against Villa he has got he, he can show some um strength and some finesse when possible but uh I guess it it, it's, it wouldn't be the end of the world if if we can if he plays against you know some some lesser likes so he can get some confidence back up. I mean, I know he had he had that one chance smart, didn't he? Which he kind of banjoed over the bar a bit. But well, let's face it, it's, he's got to get some chances created for him first. To be honest, that's we don't want to get back into that um, rabbit hole again about creation over chance of conversion, but. Um, yeah, he can play against us. We'll play against We'll play against the fan cast team. We'll, we'll get his conference up.
0: Well, it's, I think all he needs is a, a sort of um, super serum like Neto had over um, lockdown because I can't see anything else working for him now because he's, the chances come to him and he still messes it up over and over again. You'd think scoring that many goals for the for the youth sides in Portugal that he'd be he'd be used to scoring goals at any level, but it doesn't really make any sense why it's not happening for him, other than he's not good enough, which is clearly not the case because obviously we beat a lot of teams to his signature. So I think he just needs a, a conditioning summer to to get some... I mean, look, at, he fell over like, like paper today, three times, and there were robust challenges, but they were nowhere near as harsh as he made out. And if he's getting... Flawed by things like that, then he needs to he needs to put, put a bit of muscle on because he's never going to be the fastest. Is he? He's never going to be that kind of striker. So if he's going to be like Teddy Sheringham, which I think is more kind of his kind of role in the team, he's going to need to, well, literally grow up <laughs> and playing in the under-23s is not going to work. So I think it's more of conditioning and muscle mass than anything else first before you can put him in serious consideration for next season, because that's what we're working towards now
2: fair enough um okay uh, andy smiths uh, comes in with two both both exceptional valid questions should a bus replacement uh, service actually be called a train replacement service <laughs> and also um as i'll let you all ponder on that who cut all the wolves place hair in the middle of knockdown he demands answers I'm assuming, if, you know, just in general, not, not from us, but it works uh, works for, uh, you know, Q&A on this. I think with the uh, haircuts, I'd either say they've had a hairdresser employed by the club who was bubbling with them, or Neves is really good with a pair of scissors. Yeah, they can't oh, Luke, it Luke they cut the
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the, it came out on the, I think, was it the Athletic article or something? It was... An article somewhere that um, they're, they're classed as the entertainment mm. personalities on TV. So that if it's in their workplace, like the training ground, then they can have someone in the bubble to cut the hair. So that, that's the sensible, real answer. But
2: let's should but, we just do silly answers? Because why, was, why the hell not? A
0: replacement, so. I think I've only ever had one, ever, where I've been on one. And yeah, it should be a, a train replacement, shouldn't it? Well, of course, no, it's been because... a
1: replacement.
3: The, the bus is the replacement. So yeah, but it's, it's a bus, bus for replacement, replacement. replacement. Yeah, but it's the bus is the replacement, though.
0: It, it should be train replacement service, being a bus. It's not catchy, yeah. is it?
2: <laughs> no, it's not going to make it past marketing. Uh.
1: I mean, personally, I'd like the magic carpet replacement service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, so we've got one from our very own Matt Guy. Um, again, always a serious one. Uh, you're married at first sight, Australia, and you're coupled with Nuno. Uh, are you writing "Stay or Leave" in the commitment ceremony? I don't know what this
0: Thanks is. For the memories. I, yeah, I'm I, not, I was going to say I, got I, I, I'm,
2: I'm literally just hoping on Stu here because I, I just get to answer the questions. Adam, you had a chance to be host. Stu's <laughs> the current
0: affairs man, so. Uh... You feel this uh, one? I'm guessing he's using this as an analogy for Nuno Stale go. So, oh uh, no, no, he's, no, he's, he's the only one who's seen this silly program. So even I haven't seen him saying something. <laughs> so <laughs> in my world of using that, this question as that, I'm saying go now.
2: I, I I thought instead of just viewing it as you know a bit of an analogy for Nuno Stale Nuno go. Do you think Nuno would make a good husband for you, uh,
3: Andy? Well, he seems to fuck off most of the year. I can't imagine his wife is massively uh, impressed with not seeing him all the time. Unless he's that much of an arsehole that she likes the fact that he's not there most of the time.
1: He'd have some uh, cracking sex for the first couple of years and then he'd all go cold and
2: stale <laughs> he tried mixing it up it couldn't yeah. it couldn't get it and also, working and also
1: in, ki- in keeping with nuno he probably also bought the semi as well he
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just try and keep it tight at the back yeah, and resort,
0: <laughs> resort to a load of kids in the end i can just imagine i can just imagine
2: if you know if nuno was my husband um, you know, we'd be thinking about doing the food shop and go No, look, there's not enough, we, we need to get more. And he'd just be going, for solutions are from within. We need to get going, we need to get no. okay. A couple more, um, Dean Smith, uh, D- Dean Marston, not Dean Smith, bloody hell. and uh, Dean Marston, um uh, watch the game on repeat or listen to Steve McMahon mic'd up for the next 24 hours.
0: I didn't think he was too bad today, to be fair. I thought he was quite reserved. And just thinking,
2: just general life,
0: though. I don't. Just, just... He I, I'd me. rather.
3: I was going to say, I kept calling him K- Kijana. Yeah. And then he talks about knowing the kid. It's like, well, you know the kid, you know his name is Kiana, you fucking idiots. That, <laughs> yeah. that really wound me up.
0: I'd, I'd rather listen to him say Fletch on repeat. For 24 hours than
2: once that <laughs> match again. So <laughs> um, to, uh Todd DeWitt. Um for, uh, we've had quite a few contacts from America. for one's on kind of uh reading out. Um Godzilla versus King Kong in a hell of a uh, cell match. Who wins and what's their finishing move?
3: It's gotta be Godzilla because he can breathe fire, whereas King Kong is just a big monkey.
0: <laughs> How can <he> <laughs> <laughs> Are you just pre empting the film though, Are you? You've been silly? you ruining it for yourself? I've um, not seen
3: any of them, Stu, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, but you you said this about I've the seen Matrix seen the, I... the films.
3: Wait, you've not seen any of the Matrix films? I have seen it... the first Matrix film. Yeah, I,
0: don't I, think... I, I, I gave him the box set over a year and a half ago, and he still hasn't watched two and three. So you yeah, not Godzilla yet.
3: Christmas time last year that I lent them. But obviously, <laughs> we have been in lockdown, that's why I still got them. With the um...
0: still hasn't watched them. <laughs>
3: No. With, the, <laughs> with the, uh, the kaiju films, I've only seen the Peter Jackson, King Kong. I haven't watched the others yet.
0: Mothra, is the answer from Under the Ring.
3: Oh,
2: that'd be, that'd be a good twist. Yeah. I, 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 I could thoroughly get on board with that. Let's have uh, one... We've had several questions to say, why bother watching anymore? And the blan- <laughs> <laughs> for Blanket Wars... Um, let's see last <laughs> one i am found some of these sort of quite a, uh, quite a few about Otisawi as well um, which he's kind of touched on um, in a way that he offers us something different and he seems to have had a couple of games and then just been banished again uh, we'll finish off with um, Vinny WWFC he always comes in with a, a bit of a tongue twister to one for us is Adam Adama as quick as a quick fit fitter <sighs> Now, for me, so, I've, had some say... I've had some horrendous experiences with quick fit in the last 18 months, two years of my life. So I'm going to refrain from answering my question before I bought everyone with a long-winded story um, about coil packs.
3: Well, quick fit are quick, but they're also really expensive. So they're, they're kind of like on a par with an armature array, I'd say.
0: Well, so they're, they're quick, but they're not actually very good. So what you're saying <laughs>
3: Yeah, they're not well they're both quick zero quick. end products
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um well we'll leave the show about uh on that note for today thank you very much for listening everyone we will be back after a southampton game because you know we, we love to do it to ourselves um and you know what it'll be great talking about exactly the same game before and we'll probably have exactly the same things to say. Um, but we'll try and keep it fresh and interesting as always. Big thank you to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Uh, for any of your marketing website needs, go check them out at pixelyetymedia.com. Um, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Uh, it's over on uh Well Wolf's Fancast. We're putting some really interesting content from goodies Tactical Analysis to our post-match reactions and a few snippets from the podcast as well. Um, make sure you keep up again with all things Wolves Fancast on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Um, for all your lols and trolls and hopefully we can bring you, you know, a bit of fun in what's a bit of a bleak time for Wolves at the moment. It's So we'll say goodbye and it's goodbye from, I'll go to Andy for once. Keep the faith, everyone. It's goodbye for Adam. Gotta keep the faith.
1: So I just want to sing a bit of Bon Jovi there, that's all. It's goodbye from Stu.
0: <laughs> Faith, no more. And remember, kids, <laughs> you have actually got a legit, well, semi-legitimate excuse on Sunday being Valentine's Day and the day of love. Though, if you do don't want to suffer watching Nuno Ball for ninety minutes, you can go and spend it with someone else. Bubbles pending, of course. So, uh, bit of advice there. Uh, try.
2: Say, and finally, to wrap up, just want to say one more thing: Cupcast for life.
1: <laughs> Cupcast out for twenty twenty one. Okay. <laughs> cool.